Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, an introduction to inner light and sound meditation, also known as Surat Shabd Yoga, the yoga of the inner light and sound of God. Guru Angad of the Sikhs once said, Seeing without eyes, hearing without ears, walking without feet, working without hands, uttering his name without tongue, and dying while living, is accepting God's will. This is a mystic verse from Guru Nanak. We speak without tongue, we see without eyes, we hear without ears, we walk without feet, and we work without hands. Or as Guru Kabir once said, it is the mercy of my Satguru that has made me to know the unknown. I have learned from him how to walk without feet, to see without eyes, to hear without ears, to drink without mouth, to fly without wings. The meditation practice of Sant Mat and Radhaswami is called Surat Shabd Yoga. The word Surat means the attention faculty of the soul. It is a word for soul, specifically its power to focus its attention. Shabd is a term for the Supreme Being in the form of divine light and sound, and yoga is a form of union or being yoked to something. In other words, Surat Shabd Yoga means the union or yoga of the soul or Surat with the inner light and sound of God or Shabda. Guru Maharaj Rai Salagram Bahadur, in the very first Sant Mat book to ever be published in the English language, once described the process of becoming one with God through the contemplation of divine sound. The internal sound current is the means of raising the spirit. The sound heard internally is a current which has originally emanated from the Supreme Being and is the means not only of concentrating the will but also of raising the spirit to the source from which it emanates. At the time of one's initiation a novice receives instructions as regards the particulars of shabd, or sound, of each subdivision or inner region, by means of which he has to raise his spirit upwards. It must be clearly understood that by shabd or word or internal voice or sound is meant the spirit of life current which enlivens every part of the body and is the main principle or essence which supports life and gives activity to every being or body in the whole of creation or universe. The method for taking back the spirit to its original source is to ride the sound current. The method for taking back the spirit to its supreme source is first to concentrate at the focus of the third eye center. The spirit and mind which are diffused in our body 
and in a manner tied to external objects by desires and passions, and next to commence its journey homewards by attending to the internal sound, or in other words, by riding the life or sound current, which has originally emanated from the Supreme Source. The current has been instrumental in having brought it down here, and therefore must naturally be the true path for its return to the original source. And whoever finds this current is on the path of emancipation. This current, which is the spirit and life current, is called in the Radhaswami faith sound or word or holy name. Huzur Maharaj Raisalagram Bahadur in his spiritual classic Radhaswami Mat Prakash talking about how God can be accessed by sound. The soul came down by way of this current into the world of creation, this world of mind and matter, of the five senses. And we can reverse this process, this yoga of the logos, this yoga of the word. We can go back to that sound that was in the beginning all the way to the point where it goes into the timeless divine realm. We can follow this divine current, merge into it, become one with it, and follow it back home, like a river that empties into a divine ocean. On inner sound meditation, the following paragraph is found in the preamble of the book Yoga of Inner Light and Sound by Swami Akutanand Baba, who was a spiritual successor, is a spiritual successor of Maharishi Mehi Pramhans. This is a wonderful book. I uploaded it to my website, hosting it online. The Yoga of Inner Light and Sound is a wonderful book about this spiritual path of Santmat. The soul has now to concentrate on the sounds that are heard ricocheting within by practicing Nada Dhyan or Surtshabd Yoga meditation, the yoga of the inner divine sound. Countless varieties of sounds, including the ocean's roar, thunder of clouds, melodies resembling those of musical instruments like drums, sitar, lute, flute, etc., are heard. These sounds are so captivated, so captivating and pleasing that the soul forgets everything else. These sounds become more and more melodious as one moves into higher and higher realms. By learning the right tact from a true master, one can grasp the five central sounds as described above and one after another go on rising further and further. All of these sounds are flowing from higher realms and merging into them is for the purpose of the soul to keep ascending just as a fish can swim against the stream of current. Tiny fish especially are skilled enough to swim upstream even against very strong turbulent currents. The ascension of the soul in the reverse direction of flow, leaving all the, the five spheres behind one after another, the soul finally transcends 
even the domain of the quintessential unstruck sound, and merges into the anami, the nameless or soundless. Kevalya tata, beyond Kevalya state. To be one with the Supreme Godhead, to become part of God Himself. Thus, yoga, union, or bhakti, gets completed. This is also from the same publication, Yoga of Inner Light and Sound, an online ebook at the Santmat Radhaswami Library, which I host on the internet. Light and sound form the very basis of life, Swami Akutanan Baba. If we look at the universe, we will appreciate that light and sound form the very basis of the whole of the universe surrounding us, including our own bodies, the creation. If these two elements are somehow removed from the universe, the universe would collapse or be dissolved, or even more appropriately put, it would cease to exist. This process is known as involution as opposed to evolution. Light and sound form the very basis of life. The soul has to concentrate on the sounds that are heard reverberating within by practicing Surat Shabd Yoga, the yoga of the inner divine sound or inner sound meditation. Countless varieties of sounds, including the ocean's roar, thunder of clouds, melodies resembling those of musical instruments like drums, sitar, lute, flute, etc., are heard, says Swami Akutanan Baba. So here he is saying that the inner sound sounds a lot like those things, or it is a flute-like sound, a lute-like sound, a sitar-like sound a drum or thunder-like sound. Not exactly literally like those things, but he is describing those outer musical instruments as, as like analogies to what inner sounds might be like, a flute-like sound in an altered state. Inner Light and Sound Meditation, Exploring Inner Space the following is a great description of Sant Mat meditation or Surat Shabd Yoga found in the book Enchanted Land from a chapter devoted to the teachings of Yogani Mataji of the Radhaswami faith. Often quoted by me on the internet over the years because it's such a wonderful description of the process of meditation according to Sant Mat, which goes far beyond relaxation response but sees meditation as opening a portal to the heavens, the kingdom of God within us. Mataji exuded a sense of joy and happiness. We talked for more than three hours about a variety of subjects, but I was most intrigued with Mataji's experiences on the inner spiritual planes. I asked her what it was like to leave the body. Mataji responded with a beautiful description about how consciousness can be released from the mortal frame by attaching itself to the stream of celestial music radiating from the top of the head and beyond. To do this, she said, one must be initiated by a genuine mystic who has gained access to the higher realms. The practice itself, although it may take years to master, sounds relatively simple. 
the body should be kept perfectly still, with one particular posture held for at least three hours. One may choose a cross-legged position like the yogis in the lotus pose, or a more comfortable relaxed position in a chair, keeping the back erect and the mind alert. One continuously repeats God's name as given by his or her guru. This Simran, as Mataji termed it, should be done with one's attention centered behind closed eyes. Coupled with this physical stillness and ceaseless repetition of God's name, the next step is to contemplate the light within. At first, Mataji pointed out there will only be darkness, but eventually light will appear in the form of either small flashes or small star-like points. In any case, one should focus on the radiance, keeping one's Simran, or the repetition of sacred names, intact and allowing the light to draw the soul inward. The third and most important step, Mataji said, is to listen to the sound that issues forth from the light. It is this internal music which will numb the body and allow the consciousness to leave its ordinary dwelling. By riding this current of light and sound, like a fish going upstream, the soul will be able to go back to its original home. On this journey within, however, the soul must be guided by a true master so as not to be detained in any of the lure illusory regions. According to Mataji, what near-death patients experience is, what, what near-death patients experience is only the beginning of a vast sojourn into the great universes of light, love, and beauty. A reading from the book Enchanted Land, from the chapter dedicated to the teachings of Yogani Mataji. Transcending All the Realms via Meditation This is from Maharishi Mehi Paramhans, his great spiritual classic and manual of Sant Mat mysticism known as Philosophy of Liberation or Moksha Darshan. Through the practice of meditation, one can progressively move the consciousness inward within oneself. In the beginning, the practice of subtle meditation is difficult to accomplish owing to its unfamiliarity. Through the initial practice of manas japa, the repetition of a mantra or a simran practice, the mind begins to focus. Then one progresses to the more subtle practice of manas dhyan, visualizing the form of one's master, and prepares for the subtle meditation. Subsequently, through drishti yoga, inner light meditation, one comes to one-pointedness. Finally, through the practice of surat shabd yoga, or inner sound meditation, the transcending of the realms is achieved. The original divine sound, which originated from the Supreme Sovereign, the Supreme Being, continuously without break, reverberates through the hearts of the entire macrocosm and microcosm. 
the sound will inherently go on for the duration of creation because the evolution of creation depends upon the existence of sound. Should the sound cease, so would creation. The ancient sages called the original supracosmic sound Om. The literature of Indian saints speak of the original sound as Narguna Ram Nam, unqualified all-pervading sound, Satya Nam, the eternal sound, Adi Nam, the eternal word, name or sound of the beginning, Sar Shabda, the essential sound. It is therefore useless to search the streams of spiritual sounds outside oneself. The task of holding sounds will be accomplished through following the internal spiritual path under the guidance of a spiritual master. Through the practice of meditation, one can progressively move the consciousness inward within oneself. In the beginning, the practice of subtle meditation is difficult to accomplish owing to its unfamiliarity. Through the initial practice of manas jap or the repetition of mantra names or simran, the mind begins to focus. Then one progresses to the more subtle practice of manas dhyan, visualization of the form of the master, and prepares for subtle meditation. Subsequently, through dristi sadhana, or inner light meditation, one practices one-pointedness. Finally, through the practice of Surat Yoga, the yoga of inner sound, the transcending of all the realms is achieved. Maharishi Mehi Paramahans in Philosophy of Liberation, describing these four stages of Simran or Mana's Jap, the repetition mentally with the tongue of thought of sacred names of God. Whatever your master gave you at the time of your initiation, various names of God. Two, visualizing the form of the living master. And with these first two practices is developed receptivity, the concept of looking within, listening within. And then from there, of course, inner light blooms in the darkness. And one focuses on that inner light. That's the beginning of subtle meditation. And from there, inner sound meditation. The yoga of inner sound. Theosis and divinization. Contemplating the light. Contemplating the sound. Becoming one with God. By becoming one with his divine light and becoming one with his divine sound. An introduction today to inner light and sound meditation, Surat Shabd Yoga on Spiritual Awakening Radio. After the break, much more. We have a lot of ground to cover today, describing the process of Surat Shabd Yoga, contemplating the divine sound. I'll be exploring many different sources all about Surat Shabd Yoga meditation and how it's possible to transcend the body and go within, go beyond, and ascend back to God.
by reaching a very deep level of tranquility that one can have by focusing on the sound. It is the process of transitioning from illusion to ultimate reality through the path of the audible life stream, Surit Shabd Yoga. Stay tuned for more Spiritual Awakening Radio coming up. Some mystic verses by Maharishi Mehi Parmhans from his collection of Padavali hymns. Look not in the five directions, in the directions of the five senses, in other words. Look instead ahead in the center of the sixth sense. Maharishi Mehi Parmhans. Discard looking in any of the five directions, downwards, upwards, to the right, left, and rear. Still your sight at a point in the center of the sixth direction, in the front with eyes closed. In other words, the darkness that is in front of you at the third eye center when you meditate. Maharishi Mehi, fly ahead in the inner firmament or sky like a bird through the radiant point that appears as a result of your focused gaze. Swim upstream from there like a fish, merging into the many sounds that are perceived in that light. Thus, assuming styles of both the bird as well as the fish, travel on and on. The mind thus grows indifferent towards worldly objects and the soul ascends to perceive the primordial sound, which is reverberating very loudly hidden in the domain of sound. Move ahead from one sound to another till you catch the quintessential true pranava sound. Holding on to this unique om or satnam sound, swim across the ocean of existence, says Maharishi Mehi. This is from a spiritual master in the Kabir lineage by the name of Prakash Mani Sahib from his spiritual classic, the Prakash Mani Gita. That eternal sound is within everyone, but normally dormant. One has to awaken it with love, devotion, recitation of the name and meditation 
That sound is unceasing and unfathomable and full of bliss. The eternal truth, sought or eternal word, is hidden in every being. Without the Sat Guru, it does not become known. The Sat Guru imparts knowledge of Surat Shabd Yoga and the control of the mind and senses. When both are controlled, we glimpse the essence of everything. Thus we bow down to him that reveals this essence. The Sat Guru came into the world to remove bondage from the souls. Those who had positive and good thoughts and pure hearts came close to him. He showered his grace on them and freed them from worldly attachments. Whenever the devotees called for him, he appeared, and with the power of the word alleviated their suffering and taught them the essence of all knowledge. We need to take refuge in the Satguru, who is the manifestation of the Word. That's from the Prakashmani Gita, the teachings of Prakashmani Sahib. The following is from Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar. Light and sound arise from the primal Shabda. Let one make one's attention one-pointed and let the surat or soul catch the sound current with rapt attention. This is the only way to rise to the primordial shabd. One should fix one's attention at that point where the sun and the moon meet at the eye center. One will find a resounding melody emanating from the primordial shabd. One should merge oneself into that melody. There the thousand-petaled lotus blossoms, although the primal source is above the Akka lotus. There arises a unique fragrance from the thousand-petaled lotus, enjoying which the souls are thrilled with great delight. Says Sant Darya Sahib of Bihar, who really emphasizes in this particular mystic poem the power of attention. And for those of you who are satsangis already practicing Shabd Yoga, you know the truth of this, that you focus on a certain sound and that sound will open up for you. And you focus on it for a while and it may morph into another sound and another and another. You know from experience in meditation that what you focus your attention on, well, that's the whole key to the, the meditation practice. That's why it's called Surat Shabd Yoga, the attention faculty of the soul, the focusing of attention. When you really focus with rapt attention, that's when the sound manifests. Attention is a means of transportation in inner space. What you focus your attention on, that's where you go. Or once again, as Sant Darya Sahib says, light and sound arise from the primordial Shabd. Let one make one's attention one-pointed and let the Surat catch the sound current with rapt attention.
Attention is everything. If you don't have attention, if you're not focused, you don't really notice the light and you don't really hear the sound. So successful meditation in Santmat, successful meditation in Surat Shabd Yoga is really coming to a very sharp sense of attention. And then the eyes of your soul begin to see and the ears of your soul begin to hear and you pierce the darkness and you hear the sound coming from beyond the silence. Stay tuned for more spiritual awakening coming up after this break. Introduction to Inner Light and Sound Meditation, Surat Shabd Yoga, today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. Surat Shabd Yoga is the meditation practice of the Sant tradition of India that goes by various names including Santmat and Radhaswami. Not getting fooled by lower or outer forms of sound. Shiv Brat Lal once said, various sorts of sound currents reverberate in the human system from which the initiate has to pick the right one and listen to it, otherwise he will go astray and lose his equipoise. The practical guru forewarns his disciple and directs which sound to listen to and which one to discard. The Masters teach that in the world, indeed in many realms, there is illusion. That on the inner planes there are many reflections or copies of higher realities. There are phenomena that can imitate or mimic spiritual experiences. There are even realms that to some extent might appear to be heavens or copies of Sachkhand, Hall of Mirrors, Matrix, Labyrinth astral flypaper. In this world of illusion, one has to be very careful about declaring oneself as having reached the goal. Sometimes there are illusions. One can stare at the bright light or contemplate the flame of a candle, then close one's eyes in a darkened room and continue to see a kind of photo-like retinal image of that candle, an optical illusion of the inner light. Some electronic devices and electrical appliances generate white noise, humming sounds, or high-frequency ringing tones and overtones. These, to some extent, can even mimic inner spiritual sounds. The illusion of the sound current. Sometimes in the news, there have been reports about people hearing a mysterious sound that seems to be coming from nowhere. One of these, and you can see some YouTube videos about it, has been called the Taos Hum. In Philosophy of Liberation, Maharishi Mehi states that 
Not only are there spiritual sounds associated with the heavenly realms, but there are also many vibrations or semi-subtle sounds associated with this gross material realm. He says one should not falsely assume that they are accessing the real inner sound current just by hearing any kind of sound that may manifest itself in one's perception during the silence of meditation. He says there are sounds due to gross vibrations in the material body. To meditate on these gross material sounds and believe it to be as the full practice of the yoga of sound shows a lack of familiarity of yoga. There are gross material sounds one can hear in the silence of meditation that do not lead one above, do not lead to spiritual growth, transformation, or enlightenment. As Swami Vyasanan says, this is because only the central sound has the power to attract the consciousness to the center and carry the soul to the center of a higher realm. Other illusory material sounds do not have that magnetism to attract the consciousness to the higher realms. There are inner sounds that one receives instruction from a true master about at the time of initiation or diksha into the practice of Surat Shabd Yoga or inner sound meditation, the yoga of the audible life stream. These sounds are perceived to be coming from the right side or the center and represent the ascending current. Sounds that appear to be coming from the left side are of the descending current flowing downward into the material creation or multiverse. One is instructed to focus on the sounds of the ascending current or audible life stream. Certain sounds, certain key spiritual sounds, there are, of course, many other sounds one might hear, but one has to focus on certain sound currents. The reason for this is these sounds, if focused upon during meditation practice, will keep pulling the soul's attention up to even higher and higher levels. These are coming from regions above. Other sounds, though mistaken for the sound current, are interesting, perhaps miraculous or even mystical, but they will not help the surat soul to ascend or make spiritual progress. Various sorts of sound currents reverberate in the human system from which the initiate has to pick up the right one and listen to it. Otherwise, he will go astray and lose his equipoise. The practical guru forewarns his disciple and directs which sound to listen to and which one to discard repeating that earlier quote from Shivbrat Lal. Swami Vyasanand also discusses this in his very fine Amazon Kindle e-book called The Inward Journey of the Soul. I have heard accounts of some practitioners who follow unusual sound meditation practices and claim to hear sounds. However, these gross material sounds are imaginary or generated by metabolic functions and blood circulation. An ear disease can also create a humming sound that can be mistaken for the inner divine sound, says Swami Vyasanand. And once again, Shiv brought Lal, who offers much to say about this.
The devotee in his spiritual journey upwards hears sweet melodies which attract him. The melodies are a powerful magnetic force which draws the attention inwards and makes it fully attuned to proceed up and up. So this is an interesting point. Not all sounds are spiritual sounds. Sometimes your refrigerator can make a high frequency tone or some electronic device, you know, that's running DVR or some other appliance. You never know. It's good to not be fooled by outer sounds and think of them as inner sounds. And then masters say that not all inner sounds, even if they're spiritual, miraculous, and real, are necessarily worth pursuing. Some sounds are of the physical plane or maybe a semi-subtle humming sound, but isn't really worth bothering with. And other sounds lead the soul above, and at the time of one's initiation, you get instruction about which sounds to focus upon during Shurit Shab Yoga meditation. Stay tuned for more spiritual awakening coming up after this break. Spiritual Awakening Radio streams live every week at this time here on HealthyLife.net, the Positive Talk Radio Network, and soon becomes a podcast. My name is James Bean. I get email all the time from people looking for a satsang in their area, looking for online free books to read, looking for information on how to be initiated, a pathway whereby they might become initiated into inner light and sound meditation. If these things are of interest to you, if you're looking for a satsang meetup in or near your city, in your part of the world, or looking for information on the meditation practice or to be initiated into the meditation practice, send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or if you'd rather send a text message, include with your text message your email address so I have room to send you lots of information. The number is 508-603-9381 Edward Salim Michael in his wonderful book The Law of Attention, Nada Yoga and the way of inner vigilance waxes poetic about the power of attention and the power of the inner divine sound. When using this mystical sound as the basic support for his meditation, the seeker should also be very alert and attentive as to where the more subtle aspects of this sound are drawing him within himself. The aspirant should look upon this nada, this mystic sound, as a divine grace and rare opportunity, always turning to it with the utmost respect, revering it as the treasured means that can make his deliverance possible. 
When meditating with this nada, this inner mystic sound, it is essential that the spiritual seeker always seek and follow the particular aspect of it that is most subtle and ultra in pitch, as well as in brilliance. Even when the sound becomes very shrill and loud in moments of deep concentration, he or she must not be tempted to be satisfied with it merely because it is sharp and resonant. He should relentlessly attempt to rise further and further into ever more subtle spheres of its mysterious, invisible kingdom. Edward Salim Michael on The Law of Attention, Nada Yoga. A wonderful book about sound practice. A couple years back I helped Swami Vyasanand by proofreading and editing a book that eventually represented the first English-language book of Swami Vyasanand in the English language. It's now a Kindle e-book called The Inward Journey of the Soul. Swami Vyasanand in this book talks about Surachab Yoga practice. The closing of the eyes, he says, the closing of the eyes, ears, and mouth is used to help tune out the distractions caused by outer senses. This is essential for the purpose of focusing one's gaze in the shashumna, the middle path, the yogic tube within. Therefore, in the initial stages, it is advised that the practitioner close these three senses of sight, hearing, and speaking. Consequently, the mind begins to f be focused in the third eye. For those whose consciousness stream has become mature in the power of concentration, it is no longer necessary to close these three sense organs. This is due to the fact that the practitioner's mind is focused on the target of the third eye and become detached from the senses and is no longer held by the experiences arising from sensory objects. The secret of practicing sound yoga is to attach the consciousness to the center of the third eye. It is necessary for the following reasons. First, by not following this instruction, the practitioner will be distracted by the lower physical sounds. The consciousness current would not be able to grasp the nada, the essential central sound, and to ascend to the higher realms. It gives the practitioner only a satisfaction of listening to a sound, but not the true benefit of the experience of the sarshabd, the essential sound." Unquote. Swami Vyasanand describing a little bit about uh, focusing within, transcending the world of the outer five senses, and uh, like Edward Salim Michael earlier, talks about how it's not just gaining satisfaction by listening to the inner sound, but there is something more that can happen. Those who meditate upon the inner sound can merge into it and become in the sound, like the fish in the water swimming upstream. No longer just hearing the sound, but becoming the sound and being transported by it, be, being uh, pulled up to a higher region. So not just about listening to the sound, but merging into the sound. And just a word about closing the uh, ears and whatnot. 
It's great to meditate in a cave if you have one or a special darkened room that doesn't have a lot of external noises, if you can manage it. Uh, Swami Vyasanand uh, talks about that. Also, his spiritual mentor, Swami Sant Sebiji Maharaj, in the book Quintessence of Yoga, writes, Closing the ears when we hear the divine sound within ourselves is the best approach. There is no harm in it. So what does this mean? Of course, there are different ways people can close. You know, you can plug your ears, you can wear earplugs or headphones uh, or meditate in a very quiet place. You may ask, what does it mean to close the ears? There is a technique initiates learn to do just that in order to focus on inner sound. Also, sometimes people use earplugs to block outer sounds during sound practice or bhajan. But there is another meaning here. Some clarification is given in the book The Harmony of All Religions by Swami Sant Seviji, who says that closing the ears is primarily an internal reality that occurs after one's attention or awareness has gone within. He says, when you focus your gaze within the Ajna Chakra, the third eye, then automatically your physical ears will close and the inner ears will open. So, in other words, there is a point where you no longer care about plugging ears, you know, and, or even needing to be in a pristine environment of a cave. There is an automatic shift of attention, and the outer ears close and the inner ears open as you become more mature in your ability to focus, to concentrate at the third eye center. You'll come into that experience as a as someone with some experience at Surit Shabd Yoga. <laughs> 